0: Welcome to Intro to Extroverts. My name is Austin Willman. I am your host. Today I talk with my friend Zach Williams about quite a number of different things that we're looking forward to in 2019. Um, One of the biggest things that we talk about is goals and making decisions toward the goals that you set, breaking down those goals into micro goals so you can gain momentum in achievement. Learning to enjoy the process of accomplishing those baby steps is sometimes more important than achieving the actual end goal, realizing that your goals are just a stepping stone to propel you forward into the next phase of your life or the next phase of your career, or the next phase of your relationships, and how it's it's hard to get that momentum started, just like riding a bicycle where you have to work a lot harder and a lot faster. And why it's so important to really strive to get to that cruising speed, and live at a higher level, so you, so it's not as easy to fall over. It's harder to stop you. You don't have to work as hard. And why it's uh, why it's really important to get up to that speed as quickly as possible. We also talk about looking for open doors that are already out there. You're just not recognizing them, especially when you have a your when you have a, a goal that's a fixed target. And you start to get tunnel vision, the importance of having the direction and the momentum toward that goal, but also living in the paradox of being open and aware and present in, in the present moment so you can be receptive to all the opportunities that might present themselves. I love talking with Zach. He's one of my dearest friends. I really hope you enjoy this episode and we'll talk to you soon. Good things start. Um, somebody once said, "Never laugh at humble beginnings," and I think that's the most true now as it has ever been. Um, today, we are going to talk about a couple different topics that uh, that we've discussed previously, like how our inclinations for achieving and going on adventures is always there, but it's it's hardest to go about those because we have to make decisions which shut off all other possibilities for things that we want to do, and and. That experience of fear of missing out, I think, is what stops people from doing anything. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about analysis paralysis and uh, how when you have so many options to do things that are fun and exciting and are going to move your life forward that you just don't do anything. Kind of like when you have so much homework to do that you just don't do any of it and take a nap instead. <laughs> yeah. So, Zach, welcome. Um, Thanks, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to be here, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... First things first, man, um, let's talk about some goals, financial goals. I know for me, I'm going to focus on money this year. Like money is going to be a huge topic for me. I've had like everything up until now has basically been like, oh, I got to find my passion. I got to, you know, feel good. I got to be happy in whatever I'm doing. But I'm happy like all the time. And I know you are as well. Right. Like, I don't know. What are you focusing on? Uh, I think the biggest thing is
1: to uh, – have that money mentality where you're willing to be a, uh, to be a hustler, to work every day, to work hard. Um, so whether you report to your nine to five job, um, you know, if that's one source of income that you're bringing in, that's great. But what can you do to, to, to further extend from that? Um, you know, whether you pick, take on a part-time job, uh, whether you find ways that money, you, you know, money works for you, uh, whether it's through like selling goods or through maybe doing a hobby that transpires into making a little bit of extra cash on the side, and uh, really just to, like I said to have that money mentality to be a hustler to want to work hard uh, to you know overall uh, achieve you know opportunities and goals uh, that you have later on on the road uh, the road that you you at the end of the day need money to do so,
0: so. T- tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now and uh, how hard you work because I know you were just saying earlier that it was it was getting exhausting here toward the end of the year because you've been like working a ton mm-hmm.
1: yeah Um I well, I, I posted something uh, recently on the Snapchat that I uh, that I own and about how I feel like <clears throat> as we get closer towards the end of every year, uh, this year being twenty eighteen into twenty nineteen, I think that we uh, really revert back uh, to old habits because we realize that it's about to be the turn of a new year, a turn of a new leaf, uh, a new year, new me, so to speak, quote right. unquote. <laughs> hashtag hashtag it and. So what happens is I think that we let go of any uh, goals that we had set from the year prior and Mm -hmm. we just simply say, well, you know what? The year's over. Um, We'll just cut our losses (laughs) and we'll go into something new. And I realized that in the start of December, it was a really great opportunity for me to not just make money um, for my nine to five job that I do, uh, but also, you know, I've had a lot of experience with bartending. I have a lot of affiliated uh, connections and networks through that. So I decided to take on um, extra part-time jobs on Saturdays and Sundays at two different bars. Mm -hmm. So, um, for the majority of December, I worked seven days a week. Uh, but because of that, I was able to earn probably a little bit over $1,500 extra of income. Mm -hmm. And, uh, because of that, I was able to pay off some of my debtors that I had put money into my car in order Mm -hmm. to make it run efficiently so I can still go and drive and do my other jobs. And, um, I just realized that instead of falling backwards uh, into 2019, uh, I wanted to fall forward. Yeah. Uh, and so to really spill that hard work and that ambition into the new year. So you know, not only am I creating new goals, but I'm also over exceeding the goals of which I had committed to from the year prior.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's really important, especially like you see like a new project or like a new um, something, a new shiny object, if you will. Like coming up, my tendency, and this is something that I think is going to help me exceed my income goals this year and will probably help a lot of other people is if you see, like, you know, something else that's catching your attention, that's probably like a test that the universe is sending your way to be like, hey, are you like still committed to the goals that you had set previously? Or Mm -hmm. are you going to hashtag new year, new me and like forget about who you were? Like, I think anything, anything new that comes into our perspective is, um, is there to make sure that we complete the, the original goals. That's something I definitely have a huge, like I've, I've always had an issue with that because I don't know, some people will blame it on ADD or any other sort of, um, thing that's quote out of their control, but I don't think that's the case. I mean, I just Mm -hmm. think that like, that's the easy way out is to like see something else and like realize all the hardships that we've recognized in our previous opportunity or in, in the current opportunity that we see like this new, this new thing is like an easy way out. And it's like all, all that I see or ha- all that I've seen in the past when I start new projects is like, okay, how do I get into this? What's like the, the base level of this. And I don't see, um, the things that are going to inevitably happen if I'm trying to work for something, um, that I'm, I'm seeing all the challenges in my current position, but I don't see those same challenges translated into the challenges that are going to come down the road in whatever shiny object that comes across my path. So it's just like, okay, this is an easy excuse for me to like ditch the previous thing and probably be good at the next thing. I think something that I, that I personally should change and that's going to help me is really to like take that, all those shiny objects that will inevitably come. They absolutely will come if you're like trying to do something worthwhile. And just like use that as like a refocusing tool. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, wow, that looks really cool. I can't wait to get started on that. But like I, you said, I have le- something to finish. Yes, I got to lean into whatever I'm doing right now, and like it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be you know probably having to take steps that I'm scared of. We talked right. about that earlier, but mm-hmm. it feels unfortunate
1: because you. Uh, especially when you feel like you're starting to uh you know just tread in water and you're not propelling forward. Oh the worst. And you realize that like the goals that you set for yourself that you may be uh failing. Uh but you know as many people say is that it's it's better to fail forward than uh to you know not try at all. Oh yeah. And you know it's really easy to find that that quote unquote shiny object to see that new challenge and to not you know previously fix or uh maintain or build the prior challenge that you created for yourself yeah but i mean that's where the the whole like micro goals and macro goals come into play because you you have sometimes you have to do a couple micro goals to accomplish the macro goal yeah you know or the simple the simple fact of like building a lego like i want to like put the final piece on top but i can't skip like the first like four Mm. or five steps Mm -hmm or like start the first two and then skip the middle ones and then try to put the end. Cause it's never going to come together. Mm-hmm. So, and as tough as that may be um, I think that a lot of people struggle with that, including myself. And mm-hmm. uh, you just, you want to push that to the wayside because you realize like, mm, maybe that's like, maybe this challenge is a little bit out of my league. Yeah. And that may be the case, but like in the meantime, while it's out of your league, what are you doing on a micro level? to help succeed the bigger end goal. And if you Mm -hmm. need to care, and that's the other thing too, is that there are 360 days in a year, but ultimately we live, uh, you know, multiple years. And that doesn't mean that certain challenges have to be accomplished within the one year. I Mm -hmm. think that maybe Mm -hmm. like this hardcore deadline, this due date of like December 31st is ending. This is a new year uh, creates a little bit of hesitancy yeah. of like wanting them to move forward. So like, you know what, if you didn't accomplish the goal that you wanted to do last year, like, guess what? It's part of your 2019 goal this sure, year. Sure. But like, let's make sure that one door is closed before another one's open.
0: Yeah. And I think people like start to abandon, like we just talked about people's like start to abandon toward the end of the year and saying, all right, you know what, instead of building on what I did last year, I'm just going to try and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like, that's super hard. And with, with the micro goals leading up to the macro, I think that's a great analogy by, by building a Lego kit, you know, the, the Hogwarts, uh, palace <laughs> or, uh, any other, I, I actually had a Hogwarts palace. I was Lego. a Star Wars kid with Legos. Oh, really? <laughs> Those are so expensive, dude. Have you been to the Lego store at Easton? It's absurd. It's absurd. They're like 800 <laughs> bucks for, a uh, you know, Millennium Falcon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Something ridiculous. But if you're, <laughs> if you're, uh, just a novice at building Lego kits, right. You can, uh, you can start with just by, you know, maybe go with Lincoln Logs first. <laughs> right. <laughs> but still go. understand that just like building a Lego kit, you, you have the end and the instructions all laid out in front of you. So you have what it's supposed to look like and you have this mound of Legos and it's just your job to like follow those instructions to put it together. Right. So those are like the micro goals. I know, I, man, I haven't built Legos in so many years, but I, I – I remember that you build like one part first and then set it there. And it's kind of the same thing with cooking. Like, okay, mix up this, uh, this puree and then we're going to put together the batter and then we're going to kind of do this. And then we're going to do this step first, simmer the whatever marinate on the side already as it is. Yes. Yes. And I think that's, like if you try and do one ingredient for each of those things, it's gonna take you forever, and you're gonna feel like you're not making any progress because nothing looks like it's coming together. Same thing with a Lego thing if you try and stick a piece together for each of the ten separate pieces you're supposed to build, it's gonna be super hard for you to stay motivated as opposed to just like chunking everything out, right? And and building on those small little things, you know.
1: And to add to that, cooking recipe too is uh you know that comes down and with challenges comes with time management and efficiency, mm-hmm. and it, one of the things you can do. Uh, and this applies to, to goals in life is that um, like the how you open one door before you close another one is that, mm. you know what, like after I'm done prepping for this part of this meal, guess what? Like while something else is making, being coached, like I want to clean this as well. I'm going to, I'm going to clean this up mm-hmm. so that I'm minimalizing the mess that I have at the end of it all. Uh-huh. Cause you're, you're able to accomplish something uh-huh. and then set it, to, set it to the side. Like you're able to like. Completely eliminate that part of mm-hmm. whatever micro goal that you have into the macro goal, into the the meal, the mm-hmm. feast. Mm-hmm. And then once you're at the end, everything's clean. Yeah, it's cooked. Yeah, you're feeling good, and you're good to you know enjoy on the things that you kind of did to you know
0: create for it. Yeah, yeah, to create it for mm-hmm. yourself. Totally. I think that's where <laughs> that's actually a good good um, not an analogy, but that's a good practice for cooking (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) like when you're trying to meal prep or whatever which is something that takes planning and i think that's what like a lot of people including myself are failing to do i'm just acting on impulses well i'm hungry now or i want to accomplish this book now or whatever and instead of like following the steps i just like see the end uh lego flyer (laughs) and i just like try and throw stuff at it right now instead of saying, okay, let me create the steps to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I feel, um, there's, there's like one way to do things is to, uh, to reach out into a box Lego kit and kind of see what the end product is going to look like. But for most of us in our lives, at least I would hope, um, we don't want to buy a prepackaged kit for what we want our life to look like, right? We want to like design that. We want to be in charge. Like maybe I want this color here. Maybe I, you know, want it to be bigger than what's originally packaged. <laughs> so I think where people are struggling is to like, r- um, to sketch out that narrative in their head of like the end goal like what the what the completed picture is to look like and then like okay let's deconstruct that and work backwards and write the steps and create. I think that's where a lot of people are having sure issues is like okay yes even if you have the the end piece in mind, the end goal in mind, is like I have a crystal clear picture of this. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. Those are like <laughs> Like well, a lot we, of people are
1: struggling. Like and then, like you mentioned when we started, you know, making the affirmative decisions in tor- terms of um, following those inclinated goals that you have, and as well as the fact of like the analysis paralysis, having so many options to maybe accomplish that goal that you don't know which ones to do first. So, so
0: many Lego pieces. Yeah.
1: So you do have to almost outline the things that you want to do, especially if they're bigger challenges. So, you know, as we talked earlier, you know, I'm one of my biggest things is that I want to travel more this summer. Um, you know, I tried to start accomplishing that this last summer. Uh, I had purchased a kayak and I was like, great. Like I have lakes and rivers to go and see now. And I guess I, you know, you, you get caught up, you get swept up in the social media of it all. And you see so many other people going on these beautiful trips and these beautiful vacations. And it's really easy for you to doubt yourself and go, I don't know how in the world I'll ever be able to afford that or go there or know any knowledge of how to get there. And then I realized to myself that like, you know what? Like I live in the United States. There's still a lot of beautiful places around me that I'm not even acknowledging. Mm. And so I, owning the kayak alone was great cuz like when I had some free time, I was strapping it on top of my car and I was going just as simple as 30 minutes down the road to a completely different lake or river mm-hmm. or area that I've never seen mm-hmm. and just got to simply enjoy like the nature and, and of it all. So, you know, I got to take the first few baby steps to adventure out a little bit, but you know, this next summer my struggle right now is like to make an affirmative decision as to where i want to go how i'll be educated in, t- in terms of what is there and then how uh, am i going to make it a, a feasible trip for myself uh, while taking the the proper time off as mm-hmm. well so it's you know it's i'm a middle class 20 year old something you mm-hmm. know and imp- you know citizen of the united states you know i, I don't have <laughs> a lot of expendable income but i have mm-hmm. enough tenacity and i'm willing to work hard enough to be able to go to those places but to uh to create that outline is where i think Mm -hmm. that is my biggest thing this year is to create those steps create Mm -hmm. the lego piece of my adventure together
0: yeah and just like um just like to say it out loud be like i'm willing to work hard for my goals like just by introducing that that narrative into your subconscious i think helps open up so many um doors and so many opportunities that that You know, we we have to go from like this reactive point of view to a proactive point of view with with a direction, but not necessarily a destination. Because I think to your point, like I don't have to go to, I don't know, Wyoming or Nevada or Colorado to have fun kayaking and to have an an adventure or an experience. I think what a lot of people are overlooking is like the direction that you want to go is one thing, the direction being like, the result. I want the experience. I want the fun. I want whatever, but people are, uh, so fixated on like one thing, like it has to be this Mm -hmm. instead of saying like, okay, instead of envisioning a destination, how do I envision a journey and how can I just take one step? Like you said, drive 30 minutes down the road. And now I have that experience and that's what I want. Ultimately. Okay. Now I can learn from that small experience and take the next step. That's all it is. And I think people are getting too like busted up on, I have these big goals, but they don't realize like the goal should be like a a river, like a flowing current, Right. right? It's not like an Island because what happens when you get to that Island? Like it's, it's, it could be everything that you wanted it to be, or it could be completely different. It's just stagnant. I would say like what I'm trying to, and this is, this is me consciously last night I was writing down my, uh, 2019 resolutions, actually with the help from Tom Billu, shout out to Impact Theory. <laughs> um, he posted a uh, kind of like a New Year's uh, resolution, like identify, uh, what was it like, go into your identity of like who you want to be. And when I was doing that exercise, I was careful to make sure that my goals were Um, yes, they were fixed as in they weren't like a variable target, but they were fixed in a flow of like to the next piece. Mm -hmm. Like there's no definite thing of like, okay, if I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, that's, that's a, um, that's a fixed target, but it's on the way to like the next piece. It's like, okay, why do I want to make this? Because it helps progress me to the next part. Right. So I think that's most. You know, the most important thing when we're talking about building and like going to the next, um, whatever the next step is, is like set your goals to set you up for your next goals. Because once you reach them, you're going to have to come back and like reevaluate and like go to the next step unless you're just trying to, I don't know, do something and then stop growing. If you stop Mm -hmm. growing, you die. Right. Well, and also if you
1: create too much tunnel vision too, isn't the big thing as well. I think that, you know, having targeted goals is great. Uh, but then, you know, for the same reason why people fa- have challenges fall to the wayside, um, you know, you don't start seeing the results cause you just have this like one vision in mind mm-hmm. and you're not opening your peripherals to other things that you're absorbing and taking on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like just the simpleness of enjoying the spontaneity of life, mm-hmm. you know, like knowing that there are going to be obstacles and variables along the way, but how can you change those negatives into positives and as learning experiences mm-hmm. is like crucial Because otherwise, yeah, you don't grow anymore. So not only did you fail on the challenge because you threw it to the wayside, but you also didn't even absorb anything else that you learned along the way because you just didn't allow yourself to take in those challenges and to see how you can uh, mitigate them Mm -hmm. or to make them into a positive. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also just very vital too.
0: Yeah. Yeah that tunnel vision thing, man, people, (laughs) people zone in and there's nothing wrong with that. Like you have to have like a strong focus to go toward, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think if we're talking about like manifesting what we want it, as far as like designing a lifestyle for ourselves, it's important to set an intention with direction and then kind of, you know, that's the why and then kind of just open up and say like, Hey, I'm, I'm open to receiving these things. I'm willing to work hard for my goals and whatever form of, work that that comes in or whatever form of challenge that, that 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 comes in it's like the how i'm going to do it is not important it's just like it's again back to the river it's like i'm i'm going to push through right um on my way to this stop which is going to be on the way to the next stop so i think that's really important yeah um so what i mean do you have any uh, like specific like numerical goals or like fitness goals or anything i mean i know it's the the beginning of the year and kind of we're just I'm, I'm in the I'm in a boat where I'm just developing and like revisiting my goals from like last year, sure. um, and getting to where where those want to be. Yeah,
1: I mean, my my goal is always to continue um, my uh, you know occupational history. Um, right now, I've been doing contract work. i contracted with Signature Consultants, and I do work with U.S. Bank. Uh, I work in the anti-money laundering department there. So I work on various different cases, um, things that come my way, and I have to be able to solve them, do a lot of external and internal research on um, various types of cases. But, you know, I learned in the six months that I was contracted there, it's not necessarily the thing that I love the most. Uh, I don't certainly hate it, but I know that there's other opportunities out there. And kind of like the bar industry, once you're kind of in that club, you can kind of go around to any bar. Mm -hmm. The banking industry is very similar. Um, So I'm always keeping my sights open uh, to new opportunities that are willing to offer more pay, whether it be through salary or through contract positions. Mm -hmm. And ideally, you know, making more money every single year, uh, raising that monetary value every year of yourself Mm -hmm. is always important because it opens doors to traveling and and maybe, you know, buying those things that you maybe couldn't get before. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the biggest things. Um, Last couple of years, uh, I've just been working on changing like my physique. Uh, wanting to be gaining weight. Um, I was like 145 pounds three years ago. Uh, and I weighed myself actually at the beginning of the year and uh, I was like 168. So i um, my goal is 175. And like fitness, uh, stuff like that does not happen overnight. Um, you know, I know that it's going to be another two years at least before I hit that solid 175 that I really want to be at. So mm-hmm. fitness is always super important. And, um, you know, my, I don't think that my goals are unrealistic and I'm not looking to change too much of myself. I just simply want to live a better and healthier life. Mm-hmm. And, um, that comes on to the mental, emotional, uh, and physical, uh, self of myself. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. And then once again, going back to earlier, uh, just choosing, making affirmative decisions as to where I would like to visit, mm-hmm. uh, see some new places, maybe get some ideas of places that I'd like to move to in the next couple of years as well.
0: So, yeah. 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 Where would you like to move? um
1: i've always considered up going out west uh oregon and washington seem like places that i would really love nice Uh, i'm outdoorsy Mm -hmm. Uh mentioned the high of the kayaking Uh, i love to hike as well um i love to rock climb i love to boulder um so i just really believe that going out west is definitely much more of my tune i love ohio but there's just more to see and there's more to go to so Washington, Oregon, Colorado uh, Colorado's always on the back burner. Colorado. Of, yep, going to I'm Colorado. trying to go to Denver, bro. Yeah. Denver is fantastic from all I hear. I have great connections out there. Um, love to be able to use those networks of people that I do know uh to get myself plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then other than that, I thought about going to various areas of North Carolina potentially. So hmm. either south uh, to North Carolina or heading west, but I'm still I'm feeling like going west is definitely the move for me. Sure, sure. Um just Definitely I feel like I identify with that culture a little bit more. Um and just because I, I have great connections out there that I like to be able to mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think well, you guys can't see Zach, but he's definitely a a built dude and in shape. He's my he's my body goals for 2019. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually heavier than Zach is. I'm at I'm at your weight or your uh, your goal weight I'm at like 175. <laughs> I know because I had to send it into Blue Man group today. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm auditioning, so I'm like like yeah, I'm five ten, maybe a little taller. Uh, this is not a Tinder profile, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm five uh, ten and like one seventy four. I just rounded it to one seventy five. You know, right. <laughs> ate some uh, pork and sauerkraut and upped it to one seventy six. Maybe you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I think another important thing in in moving forward to like whatever definitive goals that we're we're having as far as like a, um, not creating a moving target, but a a fixed target with flow to it is like to just be aware of like the present situation that you're in and like understand that these, like you win some, you learn some, a wise man or woman. I don't even know where that came from, but you win some, you learn some and looking back at everything or like looking where I'm at now and just, uh, just, you know, taking everything in and saying like all this, you know, quote unquote happens for a reason um, it's easy to see in hindsight what those reasons are, but I think right now is just like okay. Instead of like going into work and being like, okay, this is not what I want to do, or for me it's like, man, I really need to you know move locations. Um, not seeing that as like, man, this this sucks, even though it does sometimes. But just saying like, okay, what am I what am I learning right now, and how is how is this current situation not? Um, not my reality but how is it flowing within the river like right. how how is everything around me and everything that i'm doing moving me mm-hmm. not even the not even the actions that i'm taking but just like the experiences that i'm having the awareness that i'm having is all like a flowing thing it's, i mean right. i think people are seeing their their lives as a photo album as opposed to a timeline like a facebook timeline sure. or a or an instagram timeline like imagine you're scrolling through Uh, Instagram and every every post is like a minute of your day or a second of your day or something like that (laughs) as opposed to like looking through a photo album and being like oh yeah I remember that good time and oh I remember oh man something was going on in this photo it's like yeah but what about everything in between what got you from here where you're eating dirt to where you're you know breaking dirt on or breaking ground on some new property that you're investing in like what what is that timeline phrase that happened in between there and like your your reality you know mm-hmm. living in that present are moment. you are you are you allowing yourself to stay in
1: a voided place yeah is a really good question you know are you you know are you waiting for the next opportunity to come your way or are you allowing yourself just to stand idly mm-hmm. as you're not propelling forward mm. you know that's like so crucial and i think that once you realize that you're continuously moving forward and you're not in that idle voided position Mm -hmm. and you're not in the darkness. You're like literally living life on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. and every contact and every person that you meet every single day, you never know what that kind of opportunity brings Mm -hmm. in your way. Like you have to be receptive in order to grow. Like your self-awareness is the most important thing. I think that if anything, like it's my challenge every single year will be until I, until I'm no longer on this earth is that my self-awareness is the only way that I'll be able to achieve anything because Mm -hmm. without that growth, without realizing like, Oh, what I said was really dumb or like, Oh, like (laughs) probably could have handled this situation a little bit better based off of like how that person reacted to, you know, whatever action that I said or whatever decision that I made. Mm -hmm. And so you have to remain self-aware, but you know, if you, if you don't do that and you, like I said, you stay voided, you stay, picture by picture instead of timeline mm-hmm. then like yeah you're, you're not necessarily going to succeed the challenges and goals that you set yourself year after year after year mm-hmm. and you you and if you do it's going to take you way longer
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you just all of a sudden by stroke of luck get lucky and you run into the right connection at the mm-hmm. right time but mm-hmm. i think that if you, as long as you stay more receptive stay more aware and always stay like you know moving forward mm-hmm. in terms of just like taking it you know every single day then you're going to see those results mm-hmm.
0: i think motion motion and momentum are like two big things that i've definitely experienced in this past year that have like um it, it goes both ways i mean momentum goes both ways and i felt it strong both ways plenty of it times this year. sometimes man. it does it does like there are there are times um probably in the spring last year when I was really developing mantra and like trying to put together those programs that I, I had my clear picture of what the, what the end piece was supposed to look like. And I had written out the steps to work backward, to like put it together and lay things brick by brick. And as I became more self-aware and understood that like, okay, yes, I do have this idea of a photo album of like steps that I'm achieving, but, There's like this timeline that every day I'm like doing a a post, a theoretical post. Like when I did something good one day and then I did something good the next day, like that tended to continue until, I mean, an object in motion stays in motion until an outside force acts upon it. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times when I was in motion on the upswing, like it was hard to keep me down man, like, because I had this picture of what was coming and just because i was more aware and like attuned to like that that destination i was more and at the same time it's like this paradox like if it's not a paradox i feel like it's not true right sure. like <laughs> if you're if you have tunnel vision toward like one goal but you're also like so aware of the present moment that you're just here like it has to be that the i don't know what like a dichotomy between the two of those sure. that like really that really pushes forward. So like with momentum, I was on my way up. I was seeing everything that's positive and things that I was envisioning were just like coming into my life without me at, well, I was asking for them, but like at times I wasn't even consciously seeking them out. I was just being aware for everything that's already out there. And it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like on the opposite
1: with the momentum is that, you know, you slow down, you have maybe one bad day. Someone says something negative to you that really rocks you emotionally and it makes you question like why you're doing what you're doing, or maybe like, you know, you don't maybe get the attendance that you want in terms of uh, showing up to like maybe a meeting that you created or yep. a project that you're trying to host, and um, it really hurts. Um, I completely have experiences with that as well, um, and it's once that happens, it like almost like you get anxiety filled too, because then you're like, oh my gosh, like all this work I'm putting into isn't working, like mm-hmm. I'm. And then you, you start self-doubting yourself as to like, maybe the methods that you're doing are wrong, but really it's not like you, you're, you are still failing forward. You're still figuring out what's, you know, what's working and what's not, uh, you're still staying receptive and it's, you have to just keep on like that pedaling motion. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to know that like, sometimes like riding out like, like a, a, you know, doing like the Peloton or whatever, you know, sometimes you're going to go uphill and you're going to have to change gears on your bike and you're mm-hmm. going to have to be able to pedal maybe a little bit harder in order to get yeah. over top of that hill. Yeah. And that's super tough. Mm-hmm. Like that's because I, mean, I think that's where going back into the whole 2019 creating challenges mm-hmm. and for people is that they're going to have one bad day or they're going to have that one weekend where they go out and party super hard and they hurt themselves so bad they can't go out to the gym like right. they normally were. And then guess what? Then they'll go to the gym the next day. And mm-hmm. then they don't go to the gym the next day, mm-hmm. or maybe they don't journal that next day. Cause they just got ran out of time and then you don't journal again. They don't journal again. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, your Instagram posts of you working out every day, uh, you know, no longer exist. Um, <laughs> right. so th- by th- March, <laughs> yeah, by March, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, having to keep that momentum is so pivotal. It's important. I mean, it, yeah. it can't, you can't accomplish anything without creating that forward momentum
0: yeah and i was just reading today man if if you listen to any sort of like motivational things or read any sort of motivational things like a lot of the things that i say out loud and like think about are not my own ideas they're like oh i picked that up somewhere and if i tell somebody else this they'll be like oh that's a really good insight and i'm like it's not my it's not my idea and i'm not stealing it but in in a sense that i am but there was something that i heard or read today that was saying you know uh a jet uses 40% of its fuel during takeoff or whatever. And it's the same thing with like, I, I think riding a bike, like a shifted bike, bicycle, I guess, um, to use to use this analogy is like when you want to get moving on something, you want to pick up momentum, like it doesn't make sense to click it all the way into high gear and then try and push yourself up to up a hill, right? You have to start in first gear and like pedal really quickly. But as you start gaining momentum, you start gaining speed, um, if you continue in first year, you're going to like overwork yourself and wear yourself out. So it's like just being aware of like the momentum that we're gaining and like having the flexibility and, and know how, um, in the, and the, um, the conscientiousness just to like understand when it's time to click up into the next gear, take it to the next step. Yeah. Take it to the next step. And, and, once you get like, you know, you're rolling, you're all the way in, I don't know, eighth gear or whatever, and you're just cruising, like your legs are just there to keep the momentum going. Like it's no longer an effort to pump everything, but it's, I mean, same thing with, uh, you know, a a rocket ship, like once it gets into orbit, then it barely has to do anything except exert a little bit of exhaust here and there in order to keep it kind of on track. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing with, with whatever we're going for, like. That's why I think movement is such a good analogy for that, like riding a bike, because it's a lot harder to fall down or fall over if you're going fast on a bike, right? And it's a lot harder to be in first gear just doing menial tax, tasks if you're going fast. And it's a lot easier, I mean, some people would argue, but it's a lot easier to go fast on a bike than it is just to like stay slow Absolutely. and like pump your legs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let's let's go through everything that we're going through and like understand that we need to click gears and like go to the next step. Otherwise we're going to wear ourselves out and like not be afraid of going as fast as we freaking can. Cause that's where it's going to be the easiest. The people, I mean, if you're like in the zone and you're like going as fast as you can at top speed, like if you translate that into life, like these people who are passionate about their careers and are making big, big bucks, like is their life easier or harder than the person who maybe like you and me are like grinding all the time, like, 50, 60 hours a week. That stuff that we know that is not like our full soul. Like whose sure. life is easier. Ours or theirs. Right. <laughs> like, It just, it doesn't make sense, but they took the, they took the time to like understand when it was time to take the next step and mm-hmm. click it up in high gear.
1: Yeah. Which goes in the, in the terms too. If, if we are we talking about on this analysis based yeah. uh, perspective is that everyone truly is at a different pace too? They're, they're like it's, it's not a race. It really isn't. Like, I mean, you want to be as efficient as possible to be as successful as you are, whether that's through mind, mental or emotional or physical Mm -hmm. or monetarily, Mm -hmm. but we all are generally, we're, we're all on our own different paces. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's, it's important to know your, know your, like, know yourself, know when it's ready to take to the next step. Mm -hmm. When you feel fully comfortable, like, you know, I'm someone that really loves to make sure that I really know what I'm doing mm-hmm. before I jump into something. Um, you know, like on the perspective of, you know, one of our mutual friends, Adnan, taught me how to DJ. And it was like maybe three months into it, I knew how to do the basic functions. And people like, oh, man, you should go to the club and do this. I'm like, mm, no, no, no. I need to like mm-hmm. really know what I'm doing. I need to like have – existential knowledge. Mm. And then eventually I got to the point where I'm like, cool, like I'm ready to book event, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and, and shortly afterwards I was able to play for New Year's Eve, uh, last year.
0: Yeah. Um, which at, is sweet at a really
1: decent, really nice bar and got yeah. paid very well for it. And like, but I was ready to go to that next step. Mm-hmm. I was ready to make that move. And so because of that, I had a successful night. I was able to enjoy it. And then not to mention it just builds my resume to propel myself forward, mm-hmm. but once again, we get so caught up in the scene, other people's success, mm-hmm. when we should be celebrating those people's successes, cause they may be our friends and our colleagues and we want to rejoice for them. Mm-hmm. We have to know too, that like, maybe our goals are very similar to theirs, but we might not be on the same pace. We might not be on the same target just yet. So mm-hmm. it's okay to want to pad- pedal as fast as you can, but no, you know, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And then when you know you're ready to move on to the next step, then make that jump, but you have to be able to make that jump, you know, yeah. be okay with the fear of failure and then really take that step. So yeah.
0: to be conscious, like, yeah, just to be consciously aware of like, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm, or if we translate the bicycle analogy into like shifting a car or a motorcycle or like something with an engine, like anything that has a clutch to it, like if we're in first gear, uh, and this this will be like different for everybody like do you prefer to like rev it up all the way into the red before you click it in second and do a burnout like into second gear right and like keep right. going um because like at that point i feel like we're like overqualified to take the next step and then it's like yeah you hit the ground running but you're like already ready to go to the next thing mm-hmm. as opposed to um like i'm only going to get it to like two or 3,000 RPM before I like switch, you know, shift into second gear and then you release the clutch and it bogs down and buh, and then right. you get started into the next, uh, the next phase, like slow and like, you're like scrambling and like, Oh my gosh, like where is that sweet spot? It's going to be different for everybody. People are going to yeah. have different comfort levels, but I think that's uh that's something that again, we have to train ourselves to be more aware of is like, okay, when do I take the next shift and understand that I'm, I'm going from phase one to phase two, but eventually there's going to be a phase three and a phase four and I have to like just get that um, – get the feeling of like where it's good to hit the clutch and shift. Mm-hmm. And like instead of like, okay, my goal is to go from one to two. That's great. But now you have all the different RPM variables in there and that's going to be like how you tune your consciousness. Right. To like understand, okay, I'm revving into the red. I need to do something.
1: Right. And this all circumvents back in and around. So the initial convert. Like right when we started this, you know, this podcast is that making affirmative decisions, mm-hmm. um, having the outline of what you want to do and, and, uh, knowing when to take those jumps for sure.
0: To
1: mm-hmm. be able to make that, a, that, that a firm sound decision of what is important to you and how you want to accomplish those goals.
0: Mm-hmm. So I want to get into something now, speaking of accomplishing goals. Um, I don't think a lot, a whole lot of people talk about on, on like self-help. Well, I guess some, some people do, but, um, it's much more, you know, people are much more rah, rah and you can do it and, uh, you know, go out there and quit your job and follow your passion, go all in, all that stuff. Um, you can be successful. Here's why you should listen to me because these are all my successes. Um, and a lot of people don't really touch on like, or they might touch on in the past, like things that they failed at. I, I was in my mom's basement i uh you know i lived in a warehouse which was my narrative (laughs) i lived in a warehouse (laughs) lived in my mom's uh in my mom's house um but like what people don't really talk about is like okay within the past year let's reflect on some of the things i didn't quite achieve like i didn't quite you know i might have set a goal and i gave up too early or i encountered some adversity and i abandoned it Mm. i'll be the first to say man that I, i started building mantra as a company because and i was looking at uh my plan that I had written, uh, last year in November, it was like, um, I was like 10 pages long of like my life in 10 years and how I wanted it and what I wanted. And then I worked backward and I started taking those steps and I created a little program. Um, I also did like some mastermind groups, uh, this year, but toward the end of the, the program that I created and actually sold to a nonprofit here in Tiffin, um, it, wasn't turning out the way I expected. My expectations were different from my reality, and we had to have a conversation with the the director of the program and me, the creator of this program that was being implemented to the group, and just say like, "Hey, we need to we need to put this on pause and maybe revisit it in a couple months. Um, we're not getting the results that we expected. We're not going to pay you the full amount that was originally agreed on in in uh, in the initial." I guess meeting that we had in the uh, initial agreement. Um, some things that I learned from that man were like: a have <laughs> have a contract, like have things written out. Like I had all my stuff written out, but as far as between us, there was a there was a signed contract and like some deliverables and, and things like that. But it was it was altered, I think, in some way if I if I can even remember it. But by any means, I. I basically stopped doing that because I ran into some adversity and like looking back, I'm like, okay, instead of just completely stopping and and squeezing the brakes on my bicycle, I should have just like coasted for a little bit and maybe found like where, where my pedaling could, could pick back up and like start gaining me momentum again Mm -hmm. to go to the next shift instead of just like coasting and pressing the brakes, getting off the bike and looking for a new vehicle to ride. Sure. It's like, that was one of my biggest, you know, looking back, we can call it like a regret or a failure or a learning experience. Sure. I think that's one of the biggest things. There, I mean, is there anything that you're looking back at thinking in this past year that you're like, man, that was definitely a learning experience.
1: Um, I, well, this last year has, was very interesting for me um, without getting on too much of a personal level. This past year was definitely more of a mental and emotional year for me. Um, I came to a lot of truths about, how I felt about myself, um, how I felt like I was treating others, how others were treating me. Um, I didn't really have any set expectations and goals on a monetary basis or on a, or on a, um, on a job basis. I, this, this time last year, I had just quit uh, my bartending job. I wanted to get into this marketing job that I was interviewing for, and it seemed really great at first. And quite frankly, anything sounded better than serving and bartending at that point because I was just so over it. True true just so over it and uh this job it was kind of a startup that i was working for and the guy that i had interviewed with seemed really promising but it just he wasn't paying out the way that he said that it was going to the Mm. commissions weren't necessarily yeah commissions were kind of a farce i was working more hours than i ever have for about the same amount of pay that i was making as a bartender and half the you know in half the time Mm -hmm. and i realized that like this was not working like and I tried to stick it out. I tried to have a positive attitude. Um, all the while, I was, you know, still dealing with some other emotional, um, you know, struggles in my life with other people that I was, you know, having to either eliminate out of my life or uh, find some level of resolution with. Hmm. And um, so, looking back at it in that perspective, I feel that maybe like I could have like held myself together a little bit more better on, a, on an emotional standpoint. But for the most part, I, I took action when I knew that there was something wrong. You know, I one Saturday morning, I was so fed up with this marketing job. I walked in Saturday morning, told him that I was going to go and work for, um, you know, a, a banking institution to be an uh, anti money laundering. And because I knew that it was something I was interested in doing, but I actually never had an interview yet at mm. that point. I just knew and believed that I, that's what I wanted to go do because it was something I was interested in. And I didn't know how I was going to do it and when that opportunity was going to open up. Mm-hmm. But I just, that's where I, in a lot of ways, I just lied to him. I was like, you know what? I got this job offer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go take it. It was mm-hmm. a complete lie. But I knew that I wanted to go and find that opportunity. So I left, got bar full a full-time bartending position somewhere, was there for two months. And then all of a sudden, one day, I was at the Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio. Uh, it's a big golf tournament, for those that don't know. And uh, got a phone call. And it said, "Hi, we're so and so. We would like to interview you for the opportunity to work for U.S. Bank and uh, do the anti-money laundering thing." And I, my jaw dropped at the time because I was like, "I can't believe!" Because I had no anticipation on that actually coming around to a mm. thing. I, I put an application in. I did have someone that was working for them already, so I networked with them a little bit. But you know, just power of the spoken word that it was going to happen. Yeah. So I took that, you know, took that aim, and I and I, you know, went for it. But I mean, overall, I mean, the only other thing I think I maybe struggled with was that I really anticipated by the end of this year to be in a full-time salaried position. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all work every day so that we can have uh, that pay time off, that vacate, you know, that, um, you know, having health insurance is obviously really big. Um, I just turned 26, so I'm no longer under my parents' insurance anymore. Um, So I'm out. (laughs) Same. I'm out I'm out in the real world now. <laughs> yep. And it's a harsh reality because you know I've always taken care of myself. You know, my parents have always taken care of me at you know having you know, who knew that like optical and like dental is so important. Right. <laughs> um, so that's one of the biggest goals that I kind of had that I didn't achieve was that I really thought that this U S bank thing was going to transpire into a full-time salaried position. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, not that it can't be, but it really is. It doesn't really align with my passions and my goals. And I, I want to still gain experiences elsewhere as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping my sights open and, um, I mean, maybe that's the one thing that I was really kind of upset about is that I just really didn't get that salaried position Mm -hmm. that I wanted, Mm -hmm. you know, and we always talk about time over money and, you know, how are we making money work for us or how are we living out our passions? Mm -hmm. And so maybe I didn't necessarily do that to a a T, but all the while I was self-acknowledging the relationships that I was in. And as well as the fact of what I was really enjoying and not enjoying. And it wasn't very long until I realized I'm like, okay, I think that there's other things that I want to do as well. Mm -hmm. And all the while I, you know, I chose different relationships. I have new friendships now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a lot happier than I was at the beginning of last year. So in a lot of ways, this past year was a very accomplishing year for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just on a, on a, um, on a work level, Um, you know, I'm, there's some, there's some room for growth for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think one of the, I guess, kind of biggest concepts that I've really been realizing toward the end of the year that, that I was focused on, I think the whole year. Um, but I, I couldn't really put words to it is just like the, the realization that it's, it's okay to be self-actualized. It's okay to tell yourself like, Hey, this is not my job. Or like, I don't like this. <laughs> it's okay to mm-hmm. think that you can do something that no one else around you is doing. Like when I I when I went to Europe, like I took this trip, even though I had been saving for it for like a year, um, I took this trip and people were like, what are you doing? Like some people were questioning, do you have a job when you get back? Um, how are you going to pay for it? Like, do you have a job now? What about this program that you created with Mantra? Like, aren't you going to pick back up on that when school starts? It seems like you're just kind of, like dropping everything and and going on this with really no plan to to do anything when you get back. And that was kind of the case. (laughs) I was like, I mean, my plan when I went to Europe was to find a place to live, to find an opportunity, but more so underneath that, I think it was just to open my, expand my horizons Mm -hmm. and to like see what other people are doing and like tell myself that it's okay to not know what that is right? It's okay to not have that island that you're on as far as like your career or like your relationship or whatever. It's okay. But I, I think when it's not okay is when you're, when you have the river flowing all around you and you're standing in the middle of the river, <laughs> like mm-hmm. everything, like you have to have some sort of forward mom, momentum and energy and and realize that it's okay that you're not standing on an island right now, but as long as you're like moving towards something, Everything is going to be fine as long as you know you have the current behind you and you're you mm-hmm. have enough direction to go towards something. I think that's a you know that's that should be some relief for for people who maybe don't have like their career designed for them right now or they're kind of in a in a rut or they're stuck or they they aren't really sure what's going on. Um, yeah, my my biggest thing would be or is just so like keep moving keep on swimming right Mm -hmm. what is that dory from finding nemo Mm -hmm. (laughs) just Just keep keep swimming swimming. just keep swimming um but just to see other people who are like in the same position as i was they were just like traveling and i was like so what do you do for work they're like "Mm, i've done this i've done that i'm like what are you gonna do when you are done traveling you're like well i don't know i haven't decided when i'm done traveling yet
1: (laughs) and that's kind of where i'm at for this year is that i I need to make some commitments to, to travel because I, I'm i very similar as you. Um, I I need to see more. Yeah. Um, I need to be more immersed into people that are around me. Um, I am a lover and observer of all different types of walks of life. Uh, I was a sociology major in college. I was a psych st- major. <laughs> it's the study of people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, just because I didn't, I mean, I, I had to have a bachelor's degree to, in order to have the job that I have currently in um, you know, Just because I'm not in the criminal justice field that I thought I was going to be or I'm not a social worker that like I thought I was going to be, um, I wouldn't take back my sociology degree for nothing because right. it was in college that I realized – that was like the first step where I was like, oh my gosh, like there's just so many different types of people. And I was able to look at the world so objectively, mm. and I don't think that I've gotten enough – examples of the way that people are living their lives on a day-to-day basis. I think that there are more career opportunities out there that I have not done enough soul searching in Mm -hmm. terms of like seeing it in person, but as well as like going online and doing my own personal research. So Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the places that I choose to go and to travel, um, like you said, like you kind of have this goal in mind when you went to Europe, Mm -hmm. And you also had this underlying goal of like, mm-hmm. you know, what, above all else, like, I just need to see how other people are living. Yeah. And I think that's really what I want to do this year. And, and I didn't necessarily maybe do that this last year. I, mm-hmm. I had some personal things that I really needed to attend to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I took pretty much all year to do those things mm-hmm. and that was needed. And so I'm very excited for the year 2019 because I, there's going to, I'm going to take some chances. Uh, I'm going to invest my money differently.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to make it, I am going to make it work for me a little bit. Um, and I'm going to be able to, uh, like I said, take those trips, um, see those things that I haven't been able to see, and and really make that commitment to be able to have uh, potential new opportunities. Mm-hmm. And through the, through networking, through meeting people, mm-hmm. through creating that contact list of people, you're going to be able to. You never really know. You just, yeah. that that like I said, that one conversation and that one it could be at a rest stop on the road mm-hmm. or it could be like in a coffee shop or at a bar or wherever. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that if you allow yourself to like have that conversation with a stranger, you just genuinely don't know what it could it could give you. Mm-hmm. Um so um yeah. that's definitely a big important thing for me this year, 2019. And like I said, 2018 was great. I'm glad to shut the door mm-hmm. on it. Um and I, <laughs> I moved through it. And I worked hard, and you know, we're we're ready to make
0: some changes and uh, accomplish some goals for sure. For sure, I think like networking and having those conversations with the intention of moving toward uh, a a set goal, right? Moving toward a fixed goal, and also with the present awareness. I think with the combination, a strong understanding of those two in your conversations can kind of guide the conversation. Um, not only to steer it to like things that benefit you, but things that benefit you because they're benefiting somebody else. yeah, you're creating value, creating value. You're creating because yeah, because you may very well that you
1: know we think in our own minds because we we are a self- embodiment of our of ourselves. um, uh, but you, you don't know what the other person that you're talking to is going through, and you might say something that sparks their. Uh, curiosity into moving forward or you may give them a business idea or Mm -hmm. you may give them maybe the the key that to unlock the troubles that maybe they've been going through on a mental and emotional level. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so cool. And like, you know, just a little more about me and that, you know, my dad's a charismatic leader. He's been a pastor um, since, since I was three years old. Uh, So I grew up within the church, but if there's one thing, you know, set aside the religion, set aside the politics of it all, my dad being a charismatic leader that he has been and him creating value with relationships and being able to um, really manifest himself as someone that people can trust and there are there are young adults that are now in their 40s that probably wouldn't be who they are today without my dad mm-hmm. and that's what's so cool and I've actually learned to value my dad's job probably more so now in the last year or so than mm-hmm. I ever have because I realized that like he's a spiritual leader that people really look for guidance to and his words mean so much mm-hmm. and that but that also applies to every person that you talk to like your words mean so much and so not only is someone going to maybe give you an idea to spark um a new occupational career for yourself but you may very well do the same thing for someone else mm-hmm. and that will reward you back tenfold
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's where it's at man Is like okay, instead of having a conversation of like, what do I want to get out of this conversation, right? It's like listening or that's like the island is like, what do I want out of this conversation? But in order to get there, I have to be presently aware and like saying like, okay, what can I give? What Mm -hmm. can I give to this person, which then just backs the current up, like pushes my current forward in order to get me to my island faster. You manage the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And not everyone's that
1: gifted. Like, you know, anyone who's listening right now, uh, or, or listens to this in the future. Some people are really timid about that. You yeah. Know, some people don't know how to do that. And that's okay. You know, you're gonna find people that you find relatability with and you'll have your own conversations with the right people and you're in the right time. Um, uh, you know, I know Austin and myself, we thrive <laughs> on situations like that. Like put us in a put us in a public area oh, yeah. and we'll come out with making friends. Like yeah. that's just how it of is. Course. Um, You know, I love going to clubs. I love going to shows. And a lot of times I go with a core set of people. But I tell them, I'm like, hey, just so you know, is this the spot? Is this where we're all hanging? Cool. I'm going to disappear. I'll come back (laughs) every 30 minutes, but I will back. But but before you know it, when the show is over, we're all walking out. There are people patting me on the back or I'm giving hugs from random strangers. They're like, how do you know that? I don't know. Just met that guy tonight. (laughs) Who knows? I have no idea. So your energy is good. The energy's awesome. Yeah, the energy's good, man. So, like, I guess my word of confidence or my word of advice to you is to to be confident with who you are, create that value um that you know that you have. Um, yes, look for look for things how things are going to benefit you and how you're gonna learn from them, but also learn and be reciprocative and be an active listener um to the people that are talking to you because they, they may very well need that conversation just as much as you do mm-hmm. and you might actually have
0: value by giving value mm-hmm. and I think people are people are more receptive to pick up on that if if you have good energy like you and I both have really high positive energy and and I know that not only because I'm self-aware of just me when I'm talking with myself or alone but like other people tell me that other people tell you that they're like man I, I really like your energy. It seems like you're well connected. It seems like people like you like automatically. It's not hard for you to make friends. I think there are a lot of people out there who are like, okay, yeah, that's that's great to have that energy, but like, how does it apply to me making money? How does it apply to me forwarding my career? How does it apply to anything? And I'm like, that's the core thing. You have to have that energy mm-hmm. that pushes everything else down the river. And right, if if, if you're not having that energy. Then I would advise you to find a place in in this flow. We keep going back to this this flow, this river, which is like the the timeline of like where you're going toward the island, and dip your toe in, and then slowly wade yourself in and let the current take you. Because your current's going to be different than other people's currents, and you'll find if you get if you're like in a flow and you're you're in the river and you're having that uh, momentum moving toward a goal then anybody else that you run into is just going to be another small stream that pushes the current right. and, and like really builds that current up behind you. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let's wrap it up. It's going to be a dope year. It's going to be a great year. I'm so excited. This is a, a cool environment to have this podcast in. I think I should do this more often. we got the, the mahogany cedar <laughs> candle going on. The <laughs> lights are kind of dim here in the basement. It's a little bit cool. Yeah, it's and nice. I like it. Cool. Thanks for chatting with me, Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, My pleasure. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. I hope you got some value out of that and are rushing towards your 2019 goals like it's your duty and your obligation to achieve them. As always, I'm looking for interesting and outgoing people to chat with on the show and learn about their attitudes so I can share their insights with you to help you become the person who lights up any room. So if you know someone who'd be an awesome guest on the show, DM me on Instagram or Twitter at Intro to Austin. I would love to hear from you and meet your friends. Hope to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. Now go and connect your way to the top in 2019.